Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Soto Mojo Podcast. This is your uh, site uh, co-expert Colby Patno, and I'm joined as always by site co-expert Ty Gonzalez. Um, Ty, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Looking forward uh, to this podcast. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, just right off the top, guys, we want to acknowledge the accusations made by uh, Dr. Lorena Martin against the Mariners. Um, that include uh, misogynistic and racist uh, comments that she claims that she has heard or that were spoken to her. Um, <clears throat> we're not ignoring those comments, and they're very serious allegations, and they need to be investigated thoroughly. However, we are not going to jump into that just uh, into that topic on the website or on the podcast. Uh, we simply don't want to speculate on things of legal of a legal nature. So we are going to instead speculate on things of a baseball nature. Um, which is a lot more fun to read. But again, we don't want to dismiss her comments. She is a very credible source. Um, but we also don't want to speculate on what is sure to be a pretty lengthy legal battle. Um, and so we are just going to proceed to business as usual. Um, but again, we just didn't want to uh, pretend that didn't happen. So uh, we're not going to talk about it, but we do acknowledge that it happened. And we understand that these are serious allegations. Um, and so we'll wait and see what the uh, investigation turns up. Cool. So... On to uh, on today's podcast, the Mariners have made a little bit of actual baseball news um, recently, and we're going to dive into that. Um, I guess we'll start with the uh, the actual like physical piece of baseball news that we report that the Seattle Mariners have signed uh, utility infielder Dylan Moore, who is a career minor leaguer, and yet they've given him a major league contract. Um, not that the money of that is going to really make a difference. I'm sure it's for a, a minimum deal. Um, but Ty, what, who is Dylan Moore and what does it mean that they gave him a major league contract? Um, well, Dylan Moore, he's been with three organizations uh, in his career. He's 26 years old. Um, coming off a pretty good uh, season, actually, with the, uh, with the Brewers. He, was, he started out in AA, um, killed it there at the plate. Hit uh, slash 373, 429, 639 in 24 games. Went on to AAA slash 280, uh, 283, 46, 492. Um, plays a bit of everywhere. Um, very similar to that of uh, Christopher Negron, who uh, mm-hmm. the Mariners also have. Um, plays first, plays second base. Even has a game as a pitcher. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he plays all the infield spots, corner, corner outfield, etc. Uh, he isn't very good defensively anywhere except for first base, though. So um, Fangraphs actually just has him as a first baseman right now. Uh, so that may be where uh, where he fits. Um, the Mariners are likely to lose some depth at first base uh, with Dan Vogelback being out of options. And uh, Ryan Healy has some uh, interest on the trade market, so you never know what might happen there. Um, but yeah, he's a utility option. Um, you know, uh, considering that he seems to be offense first, that's a bit of a different swing from, uh, what the Mariners had in Andrew Romine and, uh, anyone familiar with any of my articles, uh, you'll know that I'm not a huge fan of Andrew Romine, um, or anyone is in their right mind. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, um. You know, it's a little weird, though, because the, the Mariners have um, preferred to have defense first players uh, on their bench. Um, 
so this is kind of a shift from that. But uh, but yeah, it's a, you know it's an interesting move. Like you said, the you know it's it's interesting that he got a major league contract with uh, being a a career minor leaguer. But um, you know the the money should be uh, pretty insignificant. So uh, I don't think he's necessarily guaranteed a spot on the roster. Um, but he'll compete and, um, it's interesting. Um, so yeah. Yep. Um, I, I would point out that, um, in 2018, like you said, he had a very good year. Um, in, uh, sorry, uh, 2018 year, but, uh, I do want to point out that against left-handed pitching in particular in, uh, triple a, he uh, he hit three thirty uh, with a four oh two on base and a five thirty eight slugging. Um, so those are obviously very good numbers yeah. against lefties. And uh, in double A against left handed pitching, he hit three sixty seven, four twenty four, seven hundred. Um, now, granted, he also crushed uh, right handed pitching in double A. Um, but again, in triple A, uh, the numbers are a bit uh, wider and. Uh, you're talking about 70 points in batting average uh, versus lefties as opposed to righties, um, about 80 points in on base percentage, and about 50 points in slugging. So this guy's hit left-handed pitching. Makes me wonder if maybe he's like possible platoon. Could he DH some against lefties? Could he, you know, play first base if Mariners Healy? Could he play first base with Vogelbach if that's what they're trying to do? Um, I think he gives them a lot of options, but like you said, at the end of the day, um, if he comes to spring training and he doesn't produce, they can just waive him, DFA him, or maybe even send him down. Um, not quite sure how that whole thing works out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's no risk. And if he can hit left-handed pitching and play a little bit of everywhere, um, then he's a decent utility guy. So, and that's fine. Yeah. It's very interesting because you don't see a lot of utility uh, players with uh, a significant amount of power. He hit 14 home runs over um, over his uh, year in Double A and Triple A, so <clears throat> that's that's pretty interesting to see. Um, and yeah, I think interesting is probably the best word to describe him. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll just see what happens, honestly. Yeah, he's probably one of the guys you want to watch in spring training. Um, But other than that, not much to say. Um, Like I said, there's no risk. So, I mean, I'm of the belief that there is no such thing as a bad one-year deal. Um, I'm also of the belief that there is no such thing as a bad minor league deal, which is essentially what this is because the money is so irrelevant. You You can DFA him or whatever and not lose anything. So... Um, it'll be interesting to watch him. I, I am curious though, because like you said, it is rare for them to hand out a, a major league contract to a minor league player. But we'll see where that goes. But yep. uh, yeah, you guys really don't want to hear us talk about Dylan Moore. Uh, no offense, but uh, I, I'm guessing you guys are here mostly for the James Paxton talk. And uh, man, has there been a lot of it. So um. I mean, I guess we'll just start right off the top here. Uh, the Mariners seem very, very serious about trading James Paxton, uh, at least in our opinion. I don't want to speak for you, Ty, but, I mean, this is a matter of when, not if, right? Yeah, I think it's a matter of when, not if. 
Yeah. So James Paxson is going to be traded. Um, here is what I can actually tell you um, that I know to be true. And then I also have some uh, other things we can speculate on. The Yankees and Astros have talked to the Mariners about James Paxton. Um, that has been widely reported by everyone. Uh, it has happened. The talks have been ongoing for more than a week. So those have definitely happened. Um, I do know also that the Brewers have checked in with the Mariners. The Cubs have checked in with the Mariners. Um, I also know that the uh, I also know that the uh, Blue Jays have checked in. Uh, and the Dodgers have kind of sort of been out of this thing. Um, and I also know that there's at least eight to 12 teams who are have at least exchanged some form of dialogue with the Mariners. Now, whether that means they've exchanged players like ideas, probably not. But we have almost half the league checking in on James Paxson, which is, you know, which is good. So, uh, Ty, I guess just overall, like what what do you think the Mariners should get for James Paxton? Like, what are you expecting? Yeah, um, just to quickly add on to what you were saying, um, the only serious discussions that we've heard about are uh, with the Yankees. Uh, Jason Churchill was hearing that the Mariners and Yankees were even at the point of uh, swapping player information. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. And the and so I'll, I'll <clears throat> use that to segue into... Um, what they should get for them, because I think the Yankees uh, really line up perfectly for for what the Mariners are looking for, and that's young, controllable, MLB ready or near MLB ready talent. Um, the Yankees have Clint Frazier, um, Estevan Florial, uh, Justice Sheffield, you know, and they also have some guys that. Um, would be nice additions towards the end of uh, the trade package, like Sonny Gray or Greg Bird. Um, and I think that's what the Mariners are uh, looking for here is guys that are there or they're at least close and they're controllable. Um, basically, if you look at the Malik Smith deal for Mike Zanino, you get Malik Smith. He's got years of control. He's making the league minimum. He's young. And, um, you yeah, know, that's kind of, that kind of fits in with, uh, Jerry DePoto's, uh, idea of reimagining the roster instead of rebuilding it. Um, so yeah, so I think, um, you know, whether it's, uh, prospects that are near the top that are close to making the major leagues or they've already broken through, that's, that's kind of the area that. Uh, you should look at for the headliner at least. Excuse me. Um, but uh, I, I I also don't think that the Mariners will leave talent or value on the table. So if they do just get a prospect laden deal uh, with a uh, bunch of prospects that might be two to three years off, they would also take that if that's the um, the best uh, offer on the table. But you know, as you said, Colby, it's 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 probably uh, a matter of uh, when, not if. Um, I think it makes the most sense. I think Paxson, you know, while he's been dominant, I, I considering his age and the injury history, even though that last year that was out of his control, um, 
uh, you know, and he's only got two years left, and he's likely going to make t- anywhere from twelve to fifteen million next year in his final year when he's probably going to walk. Um, I think that that this is the best time for the Mariners to move on from him. I think he's one of the more attractive starting pitchers on the market. Um, and I don't think it's unrealistic to expect a pretty nice return. I don't think that they'll get, um, you know, the Eloy Jimenez's of the world and, you know, uh, Vladimir Guerrero's of the world. But uh, I also don't think that it's out of the question for them to uh, get a nice package back. Right. Um it's it's of my belief that the Mariners are willing to be worse in 2019 than they were in 2018, um, which is something that was probably going to happen anyways, um, just when you look at kind of the luck. But, I mean, I think they're willing to have a worse roster in 2019 than they had in 2018. However, I don't believe they're willing to have a worse roster in 2020 than they have in 2018. Um so the idea of them getting back a major league talent in the trade um, makes a lot of sense. And it would have to be somebody with uh, probably more than two years of club control for yeah. it to make sense. Um, but like you said, if the best deal they can get is a package of nice prospects, I think they take it because they can always take those prospects and spend them for major leaguers, um, which we know Jerry DePoto has no issue doing. Um, but I, I do agree. I think, honestly, I think the Yankees make a lot of sense. Um, now, the Yankees probably have, like, in terms of prospects who are close, they probably have the upper hand on everybody. But, you know, it's important to remember that the Yankees also have money, so they can go out and they can sign, you know, Patrick Corbin if they want to. They don't have to, uh, they don't have to take the Mariners' offer. So it is possible that the Mariners price themselves out of the Yankees, but that doesn't mean that the Mariners aren't going to get something good from other teams. Uh, one of the other teams that was mentioned was the Houston Astros. The Astros don't have that kind of money. Um, they're more than likely losing Dallas Keuchel. There's a decent shot that they lose Charlie Morton as well. Um, Marwin Gonzalez is probably gone. Um, I think Justin Verlander's in the last year of his deal. Yep. So is Garrett Cole. Yep. I mean, so this and is a Lance, team that's Lance McCullers is out for the year right. with Tommy John. So there's possible three spots to fill in their rotation. They don't have the money to go get Corbin. Not if they want to re-sign some of their own guys, which we assume they do. Um, so the Astros are probably a bit stuck. Um, so a guy like James Paxton, who fits their timeline, makes a lot of sense for them. Um, I said I, I firmly believe that Forrest Whitley is off the table. Um, who is their number one prospect. Um, And I I think they would prefer not to move Kyle Tucker, um, who is um, definitely a major league ready guy, but he has struggled in the majors in his brief cup of coffee, but the dude has crushed the minor leagues. Um, He's a, he's a nice prospect. So uh, I don't know if those two are available. And without those two, I don't necessarily know that one of those two, mainly Tucker, I don't know if the Astros are going to be able to with other teams because who on the Astros major league roster would they trade in a James Paxson deal? I mean, 
They're not trading Springer or Altuve or Correa or Bregman. I mean, Mariznick doesn't do much for the Mariners. I mean, there's Tyler White or Max Stassi. Yeah, I just, you know, um, Tony Kemp. I mean, you kind of have that guy in Malik Smith already. Yeah. Um, And even then, he's not a headliner. So he's like a third piece. Yeah. And again, you start going through the names. Jordan Alvarez, the dude can hit, but he is big and he's probably going to outgrow left field. So he's a first base only um, type of guy. Not exactly the the uh, flexibility to Poto wants. He's probably a year away. Um, might make his ba- debut in 2019. Um, a guy like Josh James, he throws hard. Um, he made his day. De- he's got major reasoning. Um, but again, are the Astros going to part with six years of him for two years of Paxton? I don't know. You just kind of start going down the list, and there's a lot of holes to poke in the Astros as an actual trade partner. I mean, yeah. I, I, what What do you think, Ty? Do you think the Astros? are a good fit for the Mariners or do you think there's some problems? Yeah, I think there's um, for, for all the reasons that you brought up, I think there are, are a lot of problems with that. I, I don't get uh, extremely excited about a potential deal with the Astros, especially if it doesn't include Forrest Whitley. Right. Um, I like Kyle Tucker, but he struggled and there are concerns about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if he can actually uh, translate to the majors. Um, I look at him and I think, you know, I look at his numbers, you know, in the minors and think he's, you know, and, you know, an, a budding superstar, but then I see him play and he looks like Colby Rasmus. Right. Uh, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I wouldn't get super excited about getting Kyle Tucker. Um, you know, and I think that the Yankees could easily outbid the uh, the Astros, um, and I and I do believe that uh, even if the Yankees are active in the free agent market and they do get Keuchel or Corbin, that they could also get Paxson. You know, they they have to do a lot to uh, to dethrone the uh, the Red Sox, and um, yeah, they have the capital both financially and prospect wise to, uh, to get to significant starters this year. Right. So I don't think that's out of the question. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and then I, I just, I look at other, other clubs, you know, I look at, um, the Brewers, I look at the Braves, I look at the Dodgers, the Nationals, I look at these other clubs and I, I just think that they could all, easily put together a better package than what the Astros could offer the Mariners. Cause the Astros have nice pieces, but they're not um, the kinds of pieces that they did have a few right. years back. And um, right. There's no Correa or Bregman in this current group of classes. Yeah. And I think that's probably where the Mariners would look. I, I don't know. If they're actually going to get a guy like that in terms of like prestige as a prospect. Um, but I agree. I think, like if I look at the Astros, I think if they make a deal with the Astros, it's going to be, you know, a a big deal of like four or five fifty grade guys, as opposed to, you know, a sixty grade, a fifty grade, a forty grade, and a major leaguer. Yeah, um, yeah, a little more uh, 
And again, I'm not saying the Astros prospects are bad. They're not. Um, they have any number of prospects that I would love to have in Seattle. Um, but it's just, again, it seems like that would be more of a um, quantity over top end quality. And I don't know if that's what the Mariners are going to want. So um, I can still see a deal getting done with the Astros, but like, I think it'd be four or five pieces as opposed to like three that the Mariners really like. So I'm right yeah. there with you. I think the Astros, it makes sense. It makes sense for them to check in. Um, I also think it makes sense for the Mariners to probably not trade them to Houston. And it has nothing to do with the fact they play in the same division. Um, I don't care about that. Even if he yeah. did, you're going to face James Paxson, what, three times? And also, year? like, you're not going to be good this year, so who cares? <laughs> right. And so, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see Houston as a particular fit. Um, like you mentioned, Atlanta makes sense. Um, you know, the Dodgers make some sense. They could outbid them. Uh, the Brewers make a lot of sense. I think the Phillies make sense. Um, the Cardinals make some sense. The Blue Jays, the Nationals make sense. Even the Rays, although it seems unlikely because they're yeah. kind of going all in on their opener, uh, makes some sense. And yeah, you know, I said it. I said it about a what uh, four or five days ago, and was mocked for it. Um, the White Sox make sense for Paxton. And since I've said it, there's been a few people who have said, "Hey, you know, maybe the White Sox." Uh, yeah. And it, that's all speculation. Nobody's actually said. Nobody actually knows that the White Sox have reached out to the Mariners, but I just think they make more of sense than Houston does. So, um, and the White yeah. Sox have a lot to offer. So, yeah, the White Sox could offer something in terms of like Astros in terms of quantity. Like here's four or five guys, but their quantity will be of higher quality than what the Astros could do. Yeah, I mean. Like Blake Rutherford would probably be the number one prospect in the Mariner system. And according to MLB Pipeline, Rutherford is the number seven prospect in the White Sox system. Yeah. I mean, heck, Steel, Walk Steel Walker, by the way, great name. Love that name. Um, he'd probably be the number two prospect in the Mariner system, maybe even number one. And he's like 12th. <laughs> I mean, they are yeah. so deep. Yeah, if we're, if we're looking at prospect rankings right now and looking at fan graphs right now the mm -hmm. fan graphs does not have a single mariner prospect in their top 131 uh the white Sox have 11 <laughs> so yeah uh, there's definitely a good deal that could be made there and again the thing about that is if you're the white Sox, um uh you know you're not gonna have to give up eloy jimenez not that you would uh, yeah. You're not going to give up Kopech. You're not going to probably not even going to give up Dylan Cease. Um, and you don't have to. That's how good your farm system is. Yeah. Is that and they're can, probably not going to give up Madrigal, even though I love Madrigal. Oh, I would love Nick Madrigal. I would. Yeah. I might trade Paxson for Madrigal straight up. I love that guy. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you know, probably not even Lewis Roberts. I mean, you might not have to get. You could legitimately start a package with something around like Dane Dunning, Blake Rutherford. Uh, you know, Alec Hansen, uh, Jake you know, Berger. Yeah. Jake Berger, who we know the Mariners liked in the draft and like, um, <clears throat> what's Avisel Garcia, who was their shopping. Yeah. You just gave up nothing from your top five and a right fielder you don't want. And you get probably the best pitcher that's available on the trade market this year. 
and you haven't even really been in your farm system. I mean, yeah. and like we said, the reason I brought up the White Sox is because there are reports that they are interested in both Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Yeah. Um, and that's not a move you make if you're not planning to win in 2019 and 2020. Now, well, whether or not they great opportunity ahead. right now. Yeah. Because like the, the central is the down. They're selling. Yeah. The NL Central or the AL Central is not good. The White Sox have a ton of young, promising players. Yeah, it makes sense to push your timeline up. And if they go and they sign Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, um, then they absolutely need to follow it up by trading for guys like James Paxson because that means they're saying our window is right now. Um, and like, so the White Sox to me, they make a lot of sense. Do I think it's likely? No, I don't. I'll, I'll throw that out there. But just in terms of fit and timelines and all that, the White Sox might make as much sense as the Yankees, um, maybe even more so. So, uh, again, uh, Ty, is there another team that you like um, in terms of fit and prospects that we haven't talked about yet? Um, I don't I know. know. I, the I, Braves. I, yeah, yeah, it's got to be the Braves, right? <laughs> you know, it's, The Braves uh, are interesting, though. Because I, I honestly, I'll let you talk Paxton in a minute here, but I think the Braves would be like a great fit for like Mitch Haniger or yeah. Edwin Diaz. Yeah. I don't know if I see a deal for Paxton that the Braves would take. I mean, because they have so much young pitching. Do they need James Paxton? That's and true. Yeah, but, but we know they have talked to the Mariners about Paxton. Yeah. So, I mean, they're clearly interested. So. I don't know. What, what do you think a package for Paxton looks like from the Braves? Or at least give us some names to watch. Um, I like uh, Tuki Toussaint. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but then they also have the, the you know, their top three um, starting pitching prospects uh, in Soroka, Anderson, and Wright. So one of those guys could also be possible. Um, but it's hard. You know, it's hard to, to look at their farm system because they are just as deep as uh any team in the league um yeah you know they 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 have a really nice catching prospect william Contreras, who i really like um who's actually kind of similar to wilson Contreras. funny enough uh with their names being so similar um i also like christian pache um mm-hmm. uh i like god i like all all their players really you know colby allard God, their 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 farm system is so deep, and um, Austin Riley, yeah, Austin Riley is another great one. Um, God, yeah, it's it's. I Joey mean, Wentz, Kyle Muller, William yeah, Contreras. I mean, yeah, Bryce Wilson is another one. Yep. Um, I like Tristan Beck a lot. Yeah, Tristan Beck was uh was a guy that I really liked for the Mariners uh, in the draft. Uh, last year, um, Patrick Weigel, yeah, he's got some good yeah. ups. I mean, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah. It's uh, and then, pretty much, it's pretty much a, the, the Braves have the best system in major league baseball. I think, um, certainly the best, uh, the best crop of, uh, pitching prospects. I don't think that's even really debatable. Yeah. And I mean, like we, we, you know, we said that, uh, the White Sox have a deep farm system. Uh, especially in comparison to the Mariners. All right, so the, the White Sox had uh, 11 players in the, in the top uh, 131 for fan graphs. The Braves have 12. 
Yeah, so. so two really good systems who both have either a fit or a confirmed um, a confirmed interest in James Paxton. Yeah. Um, which is why I think I think a lot of fans will be shocked by the return that James Paxton gets around baseball, and a lot of Mariner fans will be disappointed. Um, that's always been my kind of prediction. Um, but I mean, when you talk about guys who are interested in Paxton, we're talking about teams that have legit farm systems and also have young players like the Mariners one who have some major league seasoning. So I think Paxton is going to get quite a bit more than what the average fan in baseball thinks, but I think he's probably still going to get less than what Mariner fans than what would make Mariner fans happy. Yeah, I think he's, um, I think the return or the expected return should be just a little bit below what the uh, Rays got for Chris Archer. Because mm-hmm. I think a part of that was also just the Pirates being desperate and horrible. So, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think um, I think that's a, a very realistic uh, bar to set there. Um, sure. And I think it's one that. Um, at least three or four teams can meet realistically, um, maybe more, uh, depending on, you know, who wants to, uh, get involved and, uh, play ball. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but it's, it, it's exciting because I believe that, um, Paxson's, uh, more valuable off of this team than he is on it at this point. And, um, and I think realistically, even if even if the return is a bit less than what uh, the Rays got for Archer, or uh, yeah, the Rays got for Archer, um, I still think that's going to be more valuable to you than uh, anything James Paxson would give you over the next few years. And, and listen, I love James Paxson. I was there for his mm-hmm. no hitter. Uh, he's given me great memories, especially over the last year. But um, you know, I'm a realist. Uh, especially when it comes to the Mariners. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm more excited about the idea of what we could get for him than what he could do for the team this year. Right. So, so yeah. Yeah. I just, again, it makes sense to trade James Paxton. I know a lot of people are, well, wait till the deadline. He value might be higher. Maybe, but what if he gets hurt? I mean, he's a pitcher after all, and he's never had any issue with his elbow, aside from getting hit by a line drive, or his shoulder, again, besides getting hit by a line drive. I mean, he's never had any structural problem with either of those, and you're going to throw him out there now to try and maybe get an extra, like, B-minus level prospect out of it? No, you trade him now, he's got two years left, um, two full years left, which is a lot more valuable than one and a half. His value is an all-time high. Um, and again, if you're not competing to win a world series in 2019, then it doesn't make any sense to have him because if it doesn't happen, then you have one year to win a world series before James Paxton goes on the free agent market. It just doesn't make sense. And you're so far behind everybody else. You have to trade James Paxton and it has to be this winter. Um, and you know, that will probably eventually lead to us saying the same about Alex Colome. Um, it'll probably eventually lead to us saying the same about Mike Leake. I don't know. I, I think the Mariners are going to be very, very busy. 
this off season. I think it'll be a lot of trades. Um, and I think James Paxton, I, I, I will say this before we, uh, before we exit the Paxton talk. Um, not that we couldn't spend more than, you know, a couple hours talking about it, but we just don't have that. We don't have news to give you guys. Um, yeah. But I will say that the pro- the prospects you get in a Paxton trade don't get too attached because there's a very real possibility that Depoto flips those for major leaguers with, you know, in their zero to three uh, arbitration setting, pre arb guys. Don't be shocked if he does that. So, um, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Like I said, um, the Yank, the Cubs, the Reds, the uh, the Rockies, the Astros, the Dodgers, uh, the Brewers, the Yankees, uh, St. Louis, and Toronto have all touched base at, at the very least with the Mariners, uh, the Nationals, the Angels, um, the Rays to a certain extent, and the White Sox all make a lot of sense um, for Paxton. So you're talking about possibly half the teams in baseball looking at this guy. Um, so it's going to happen. Um, and you know what, like I said, it'll be sad, but also it'll be exciting. And, uh, you know, when it happens, we'll probably spend a good hour, hour and a half talking about what it means. But right now, you know, that's all the, that's all the news we have for you guys. So (laughs) we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. And also for the people that have been asking us if we're going to break the trade, Probably not. <laughs> no. In fact, I will say absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so, no. Yeah. I if just, you're, I if don't. you're looking for info, look elsewhere. Yeah. Again, like, I have very limited knowledge of what's going on. Um, I probably have a little bit more than the average person. But when I say a little bit, I mean a little bit. Yeah. Um, so if you're following, so if you're waiting for us to break the news before anybody else, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We'll know about the James Paxson trade probably right when you will, yeah. right when you do. So, uh, but like I said, we'll yeah. we'll get stick, stick to your Rosenthal's and your Morosis. Yep, yep. Stick to those guys. Uh, Jeff Passon's really good too. Yeah. Um, obviously, Buster only. Uh, stick to the guys who are do this for a living. Um, we're speculators mostly. Those guys are newsmen. So follow them. And don't and, listen uh, to Jim Bowden. <laughs> yeah, Jim Bo- Jim Bowden's probably the one guy you can. You could trust us before you trust Jim Bowden. Um, <laughs> he's just, he's been wrong a lot and particularly about the Mariners, but uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's, it's Remember like uh, Mariners were close on a Ozuna. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, he's basically the Ian Rappaport of, for the Seahawks. Like anything <laughs> he says about your team, ignore until you have a second source because yep. it's probably garbage. Um, but anyways, so that'll wrap up the James Paxson talk. Uh, before we go, I do want to, uh, I guess we do want to uh, remind you guys that we are in the midst of our off-season simulation here at Fansided. Um, in fact, uh, free agency bids kicked off about 15 minutes ago as we are recording. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So, Ty, why don't you go ahead real quick and tell the guys, tell everybody listening what The Sim's about um, and what we as representatives are kind of looking to do yeah so uh basically we're huge nerds yeah and (laughs) and uh we're pretending to be uh the general managers uh of uh the seattle mariners so basically um every uh 
team blog um, for uh, the MLB division of Fansided is uh, is joining in on this, and uh, the site experts of uh, each and every one of those blogs are representing their teams. And basically, we uh, communicate with one another, uh, make trade offers, complete trades. Um, as uh, Colby said, the free agent um, bidding period has just begun. So for the next two days, a bunch of uh, uh, bunch of us will be uh, making offers on some free agent guys. And uh, yeah, so uh, it's been a lot of fun. And um, what we're looking uh, to do uh, representing the Mariners is basically um, what we did uh, a bit of in our offseason plan. And that's to... Uh, be open to everything mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, keep our, uh, ears to the ground. And, you know, we've listened to offers on Edwin Diaz, James Paxson, uh, and we're just looking to, um, make this, uh, team better, not just at the top, but throughout the organization, um, and just giving the the Mariners uh, the best way to uh, to compete in 2019 and beyond, um, and that does involve potentially trading James Paxton, uh, which you may right. hear about in a couple of days. You never know. Yeah. And uh, like you said, we gotten offers on Edwin Diaz already. We've had a few people ask us about Mitch Haniger, um, and basically when we tell them they would have to blow our doors off, they kind of yeah. Um, we've gotten uh, two inquiries on Gene Segura, uh, kind of the same thing. Um, basically, anybody with more than two years of control is kind of tough to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your guys like your Paxton, your Colome, we've shopped those guys pretty hard. Uh, Mike Leak, we've shopped. Um, we've already made uh, four trades, um, one of which we got a guy who we are actively shopping as well. Um, We've even gotten – this is how crazy the sim is right now, guys. We've even gotten interest in Robinson Cano and Kyle Seeger. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't think we're actually going to trade those guys um, just to try and keep some level of realism. But, yeah. you know, like I said, we're listening on everything, guys. So if you say, you know, hey, you should really consider trading Kyle Lewis for this, guess what? We probably already have. We've probably talked about that. Um, yeah. we're the most, we're the, we've been the most active team on the trade market right now. Um, we still have Paxson in our back pocket, but I think we're getting close on a deal there. Um, and then after that, I think probably Colome will be our, our next priority um, in terms of trades. Um, but we are definitely listening on Edwin Diaz. Like I, I put the poll out in the field last night, and most of you guys want us to see what we can get for Diaz and trade him. Um, yep. And since it's a sim and it doesn't really matter, we just might. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're definitely listening on everybody, guys. Um, we'll keep you posted on what's going on. We'll probably have daily updates um, on the website. And then after this ends on Friday evening, um, we'll probably do a big write-up of this is all the moves we made. This is why we did it, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah. it's a lot of fun for us. Hopefully it's fun for you guys. Um, and yeah, just be sure you check the website every night, probably around 5, 30, uh, 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Or yep. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Pacific Standard Time now. Um, is it standard? Yeah, it's is it daylight time or no? It's Pacific Standard. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that's just me not knowing the difference between PST and PDT. Um, yeah, it'll be around. It'll be in the evening. It'll be dark. 
before you read our updates and uh, they might spill into the next day, uh, but we'll do our best to keep you updated on social media. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Soto Mojo FS. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Soto Mojo. Um, we have a discord channel, um, which I will leave the, uh, the link in the description below. Just click the link and you'll be taken to our channel. You'll, you'll get an invite to become to our channel. We'll put you in as a uh, true blue member which gives you access to the general chat. Um, and it's something that we may use to, uh, to let you guys know what we're doing in the sim before we put it on Twitter and things like that. So be sure you join the discord, um, and hopefully build a community there of people who want to talk about the Mariners and, uh, that we're certainly in that group. So. And just to give a little bit of, uh, of a taste of, uh, what we might be doing in the, in the sim, um, we've freed up quite a bit of money and, right. uh, we might be uh, a tad bit aggressive in free agency. We'll see. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't rule anything out except for Bryce Harper. Uh, we're not going to be bidding on Bryce Harper. Unless, unless he gets low-balled so hard by everyone, we're not uh, going to Breaking news, he's not. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Um, like I said, we're going to try and stick with as Mariner, as, as much realistic Mariner side as we can. At the end yeah. of the day, it's a sim. It's fun. If we see something that we think makes the team better or an opportunity to add value, we're going to take it, whether we think Jerry DePoto would or not. So uh, yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. So just be sure you guys uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, in fact, we'll probably have our first round of news in about um, three or four hours. Before we get that. Cool. So um, be sure you guys check that out. Anyways, uh, thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, visit the website, sotomojo.com. We have a ton of good stuff out right now. A lot about James Paxton. Um, because, I mean, hey, that's the biggest news in baseball right now. Um, a lot about James Paxton. Um, a few other things about uh, what rebuilding versus reimagining means. Lots of good stuff on there. So be sure to check it out. Um, from all of us here at sotomojo.com, uh, this is Colby Padnode signing out. And uh, I'll see you guys in another life. Peace.